Welcome to Once Upon a Rewatch, where all plot devices have a price. This is episode zero, a small introduction to your three hostesses, as well as a little background information on Once Upon a Time, like how it came to be, and some fun trivia. So what is Once Upon a Time? Once Upon a Time aired for seven seasons on ABC from October 23rd, 2011 to May 18th, 2018. The story alternates between two main settings a fantastical world called the Enchanted Forest, and a seaside town in Maine invented for the show called Storybrooke. The real world part of the story unfolds with the characters of Emma Swan, played by Jennifer Morrison, and her 10-year-old son, Henry Mills. Henry discovers the other people of the town are fairy tale characters, and the audience is shown the backstory of the townspeople as fairy tale characters in conjunction with their unfolding stories in the quote-unquote real world. All right, so once upon a time history, how do we get here? How does the show get made? All right. So Adam Horowitz and his writing partner, Edward Kitsitz. Kitsitz. I hope I'm saying that correct. You are. Um, Kitsitz. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Edward Kitsitz, uh, they re- uh, conceived the show in 2004 before joining the writing staff of Lost, uh, but wanted to wait until the series was over to focus on this project. They met at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in their introduction to film class. They presented the premise to networks uh, eight years before they filmed the Once Upon a Time pilot, just after they completed their work on Felicity. Um, But no network really wanted to back a fantasy TV show. Uh, So then Horowitz and Kitsis joined the writing staff of Lost and decided to put Once Upon a Time on the back burner until Lost was complete. Um, Having been part of Lost in some capacity for all seven seasons, they finally had the professional clout to pursue um, Once Upon a Time. Plus there is a vacuum for fantasy. Harry Potter films are wrapping up. Um, Lost took mythology to a whole like new zany levels. And most of all, Games of Thrones was a highly anticipated TV show with basically a dragon horde of a budget. Um, That was also set to air in 2011. So at a New York City Comic-Con panel to promote the upcoming pilot, Horowitz said, the idea is to take these characters that we all know collectively and try to find things about them we haven't explored before. Sometimes it's a story point. Sometimes it's a thematic connection, and sometimes it's a dilemma they face in both worlds that is similar, Uh, but not generally retelling the exact same story as the fairy tale world. Subverting themes and tropes were par for the course, especially as the narrative shifts uh, between the past and the present, and of course, the deeper we got into the series. So even though Once Upon a Time is this huge ensemble cast, I do want to talk about the core five cast members. Jennifer Morrison, Lana Parilla, Robert Carlyle, Jennifer Goodwin, and Josh Dallas. So Jennifer Morrison, she plays Emma Swan. Morrison was predominantly known for her role as Dr. Allison Cameron on six-ish seasons of House and her role for Zoe Pearson on How I Met Your Mother and other guest spots in TV and film. She's Kirk's mom in the Kelvinverse Star Trek films. Lana Perilla as Regina, AKA the Evil Queen, She's been on TV mostly up to this point on shows like Spin City, Swingtown, Windfall, and Miami Medical, plus a steady stream of guest spots. One of these guest roles was a two-episode stint on Lost. Um, I'm unsure if it was coincidence or not, or if she remained in the mind of Horowitz and Kitsis uh, for future casting. Jennifer Goodwin as Snow White. Audiences mostly know her as the very sweet Margie from Big Love, which was airing its last season when she began filming season one of Once Upon a Time. Josh Dallas as Prince Charming, AKA David Nolan. 
he was actually largely unknown at this time and most known for Fandral from the Thor movies. Uh, this was his very first recurring regular role. And then we have Robert Carlyle as Mr. Gold, AKA Rumpelstiltskin, easily the most well-known actor of the show from his roles on in 28 Weeks Later, Train Spotting, Stargate Universe, Ravenous, and The Full Monty. He was given the role of Rumpelstiltskin because it was straight up written for him. Horowitz and Kitsis didn't think that they had a snowball chance in hell that he would actually say yes to the role, but he did. He also famously based the Rumpelstiltskin's impish voice on his son, Pierce, who was six years old at the time. And just a casting fun fact that the Blue Fairy was originally written for Lady Gaga, but the showrunners never heard back from her management. Ugh, what a missed opportunity. I, I honestly think I would have liked the Blue Fairy a lot more had Lady Gaga played her. <laughs> to be honest. Plus, the House of Gaga would have definitely stepped in for her outfit. So now we just want to share a little bit about your hostesses and our personal history with Once Upon a Time. Well, hello, everybody. So I am Elisa. I got into Once Upon a Time right after the end of the first season. Um, it had just been added to Hulu um, that summer. I had been sitting for like a week at my parents' house um, along with my cousin, Ashleen, and we just decided to marathon it. Um, and so it was this like really fun little time period of like binge watching the show. And, you know, it wasn't perfect, but my gosh, we had a lot of fun with it. And so after that, I did watch it regularly for some seasons. What I did watch, I watched with my friend and roommate at the time, um, now my fiance. You'll meet her in just a moment. But yeah, we watched about to the end of season five. So everything post season five is going to be very new to me during this rewatch. Um, the first couple seasons, I've watched a few times. Um, it's a really good background show uh, for like crafting and things like that. Like, I don't know, we put it on. That's literally like the first two seasons I've seen multiple times, um, three through five pretty hazy for me um so excited to go back into this because it's a show that like I'm I'm very fond of it disappointed me so many times but just it's still like this really fun weirdness it's so it's so bizarre kind of a delight and I'm excited to start this journey um re-watching it with all of you character wise I don't know I'm one of those people that tends to watch things and being like I love everyone except for maybe that character right there <laughs> but I definitely a lot of love for the charmings um, I actually have a lot of love for Emma, um, especially on, on rewatches. At first, I think I was a little ambivalent towards Emma, but when I've rewatched the first and second season a few times now, like, I don't know, I'm so fond of her. She's so grumpy. <laughs> um, it's, it's such a delightful, uh, interesting female lead that I, I don't know, I love her. I root for her. I'm also a big, a big Regina fan. I'm not a Regina apologist. I think she does terrible, terrible, terrible things. Uh, but I just love to watch her. I think she's she's a delight. And I also have a lot of love for a lot of the minor characters that I think are terribly underutilized, like um, like Ruby. Still to this day, I want more of her. I like I like characters. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think um I think Horowitz and Kitsis needed that time on Lost to really understand how to flesh out characters especially characters that maybe seem 
one dimensionally dark and twisted, but are in actuality like in pain and in hurting and therefore, and just lashing out in really terrible ways. Yeah. Um, or people who are, you know, traditionally were seen as damsels and they're now very much, you know, autonomous and own themselves and like Snow White. Like Snow White. Hell yeah. Um, so, so um, charming constantly and I love it. <laughs> constantly, right. Hi, so I'm I'm Lynn. Um, you've already met my fiance, Elisa. I got into Once Upon a Time in college and I initially was watching it live because I was in college and you do anything you can to not actually do your schoolwork. And I kept up with it about halfway through season one and then no spoilers they pulled something that made me very angry and I stopped watching it for a while until Elisa started watching it and was like no no keep watching it because um Sebastian Stan's gonna be in it and I went well heck and I went back to it but initially Once Upon a Time got me very easily I'm a sap I have been extremely obsessed with Snow White pretty much my entire life like my first costume that was ever made for me as a four-year-old girl was Snow White. Snow White's been a huge thing for me growing up. I've cosplayed her so many times. Elisa proposed to me in front of the wishing well at Disneyland. Snow White has been a huge deal for me. So I was day one, super invested in her and charming and pretty much for everything in the show that I would get very angry about. And there are a lot of things, fair warning, that I got very angry about. I would stick with it because of Snow and Charming, who I felt were the heart of the show. So uh, full disclosure, as Elisa already brought up, we got to about season five and then fell out with it. But I have seen season one and two a lot. So those I'm on firm ground with. But once we get past that, it's going to be a new experience with us all seeing it together for the first time. So that should be fun. My name is Chell. Um, I, I didn't actually get into Once Upon a Time until a few years after it had already aired and wound up on Netflix. I was laid up on the couch with a over Christmas through New Year cold and I decided I needed something seemingly fluffy and harmless to binge and I decided to binge Once Upon a Time. It was probably midway through its fourth season by that time. So Netflix probably only had the first two, maybe three seasons to watch. And then I largely forgot about it, but I had always kept it in the back of my mind as something to return to. And hey, the best thing about the pandemic was that I got to catch up on a lot of television and a lot of fandom. So I decided to indulge and I got, I just woke up one morning with this burning urge to get right back into Once Upon a Time. Uh, particularly because of Rumpelstiltskin, as he is my favorite character, and I follow his tale. I have only seen up to a certain point. I know certain spoilers that I will not go into, but otherwise I'm looking forward to watching this sequentially and going on this journey with you. And I'm always a big sucker for a villain that has been me since birth, uh, like, you know, I watched movies like 
labyrinth and legend and i'm rooting for the goblin king and the lord of darkness like you know i'm i'm not i'm not rooting for a prince or or princess usually i'm usually rooting for the princess to get with the villain <laughs> and never mind that you know prince but you know there's there's a very you know other than snow white and prince charming the other like main couple i would say is rumpelstiltskin and bell and just the fact that they went there with that was like every every child like me's dream it was like oh my god they did it finally you know and just seeing how it got there and the consequences and the struggle because the struggle was real was something that just hadn't been done i don't think with this narrative with this particular narrative with this you know particular uh character that's where my bias lies and i will die on a hill <laughs> defending a lot of a lot of them and and the fact that bell was probably underutilized a lot uh, where she shouldn't have been i like regina i am not an apologist she's just a wicked lady who i like to watch <laughs> strut <laughs> yeah. around strut around and her fantastic wardrobe and just own everybody except for rumpelstiltskin and then yeah you know elisa i'm gonna agree with you I did not really care for Emma. There were certain aspects that kind of drove me away from the show initially. And uh, I wasn't terribly keen with Jennifer Morrison's character on House. And that sort of tainted my opinion of Once Upon a Time very prematurely. And I have since henceforth learned the error of my ways because especially now that I'm older and I'm like it in my, you know, well, well into my thirties now, and I can look back on it now with a much more mature eye and go, I actually really appreciate this character. This character has a lot going on. She's super grumpy, which I love and relate to completely because I'm super grumpy. And, and I just, I like, she's a character that I feel like, yeah, gets appreciated as time wears on, like as, as the audience like matures, but I can see like, yeah, like me be like a, a whatever 20 something year old, just not really digging her at first but now i'm like no i really like her she's a great she's a, she's a very well-written character um overall i think um emma has a has a pretty interesting arc at least as far as i went um mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think she's just a good character i i do really like her um i think they stumble you know stumble with her i think they stumble with all of these characters every so often it's hard um, to juggle that many characters and not drop a few balls sometimes. yeah yeah not uh, drop it a few but, times and yeah, they do yeah, they I'm do repeatedly Guys, Emma rules. It's it's 2021, and everyone needs to admit Emma rules. <laughs> yeah, Emma Emma was Emma was great. I the eye that I will be looking through a quite a few of my analysis will be both from style characterization and even queerness because I am a queer woman, so I see things through a queer lens, whether that's in subtext or full frontal text remains to be seen but I just want people to know I'm going to be very transparent about like where I'm coming from when I when I give my analysis or my opinions but I'm really looking forward to going on this journey and thank you so much to my friends who indulged in my crazy and went with me on this lovely journey who are going with me on this lovely journey I should say
you know, this is a truncated episode and, you know, please enjoy episode one. Thanks for coming on this journey. You can find us on social media at at anchor.fm slash once upon a rewatch. We're at Twitter at once upon rewatch. And on Tumblr, we're once upon a rewatch.tumblr.com. And a special thank you for the master of royalty free music, uh, Kevin McLeod. Our intro uh, tune is Frost Waltz, and our outro is Fairy Tale Waltz. And remember, all plot devices come with a price. <laughs> <laughs>